This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. I want to learn more about like what you're teaching these entrepreneurs, but I got to take a step back for a second. The early days of Netflix, what was that like? And I guess what, I mean, I guess the coaching part here is what lessons have you learned that you think now apply to other businesses and maybe what you teach startups from the early days of Netflix? You know, I wrote that book for two reasons. One was the one I mentioned before, which is really to kind of dispel the myth of what starting companies like to dissolve the epiphany myth that everything springs forth fully formed in this moment of divine inspiration that companies struggle. Um, but the other one is, yes, I've learned a few things in 40 years of being an entrepreneur, certain approaches, some, some tips, some tricks. And so it's a combination of, of those two things that I try and do. But at the beginning, Netflix was no different than any other company. It was just two guys brainstorming ideas. Uh, and mentoring lesson number one is get your idea out of your head. Everybody has ideas. Everyone who's taken a shower has had an idea. We can't help but think of ideas. But what separates successful entrepreneurs for everyone else is that most people leave their idea where it's nice and safe and warm and it can grow up to be successful in their head, which of course it's easy because you can create the perfect conditions for that. But as soon as you subject it to the real world, you're faced with the harsh reality that your idea sucks and they all suck. There's no such thing as a good idea. So listen, lesson number one from the Netflix saga was that you know, Reed Hastings and I, my co-founder, were brainstorming all kinds of crazy ideas. I was pitching him you know, custom personalized shampoo and custom dog food and uh, laser uh, computer gen controlled milling machine shaped baseball bats and custom surfboards, all kinds of crazy crap. But the thing is, we were not then taking these ideas and going, oh, what a great idea. When we had an idea that we even thought had even a hint of promise, we were not like rushing to work on a business plan or put together our pitch deck. We said, how do you collide this idea with reality? And, you know, in the Netflix case, when uh, we had this idea that DVD, this new DVD technology may in fact allow us to do video rental by mail, uh, we stopped thinking, we turned the car around and drove back into town and tried to mail a DVD to Reed's house, but there was no DVDs. So we go, fine, we'll buy a CD and mail it to his house. And we'll find out in just a matter of hours whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. Um, and, and that is a fundamental tenet of entrepreneurship is to stop thinking and start doing. Um, figure out ways to get your ideas out of your head where they're all good ideas. And in the real world, where they're all bad ideas and begin figuring out why is it a bad idea? How can I migrate it? How can I mutate it to make it into a good idea? So there you go. There's lesson from the first minute of uh, Netflix, which was allowing us to apply one of the fundamental principles of entrepreneurship that I probably the single biggest thing I work with people on. It's easy for me to say, stop thinking and start doing. It's easy for me to put on my little Instagram quote tile, uh, figure out a way to collide your idea with reality quickly and cheaply and easily. What's hard is how 
how do I take this idea, which to me has 75 different moving parts, how do I quickly and cheaply and easily? And I go, that's the clever part. And quite frankly, that's a lot of the mentoring. And it's a lot of the mentoring at scale that I do. You know, it's what the podcast is all about. It's when I spend, you know, 30 to 40 minutes with an entrepreneur, not just delivering pithy sound nuggets, but saying, let's, let's really walk through how to approach this. How do you take this idea you have and break it down and figure out a way to quickly and easily, cheaply collide it with reality? So, so I, got, I got you here. So I, I, I got to ask, if there's a, a, a person listening right now who's like, I have an idea, what's the audit you do? Then what's that walkthrough you do in order to start executing or to start figuring out whether this idea is really something they could build a business around? So the, the, the fundamental premise is recognizing that every idea has multiple components to it and that m- not all of the components are novel. Usually one component is novel. Or usually it's not even components of it. It's trying to, the thing that I don't really understand that's the uncertainty is how customers might react to something. Uh, and so the way to make things quick, cheap, and easy to try is to isolate that single variable and just test that. And do we have a few minutes? I'll give you an example. Yeah, of course, please. So this is a, um, a, an entrepreneur that I worked with probably three or four years ago. She was a university student. She was still in college. And as I do a lot of work with um, college age entrepreneurs, you know, and she came to me, here's this great idea I have. It's going to be peer to peer clothing sharing. I have all these clothes in my closet. I don't wear. I know friends who have clothes they don't wear. Wouldn't it be great if there was this app and everyone could go on and see everyone else's clothes and they get shipped back and forth and blah, 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 blah. And she's going, I go, okay, cool. What's the, what, what do you want to talk about? And she goes, well, should I quit school? <laughs> How am I going to raise uh, $7 million and I'm only a college student? How do I find a technical co-founder to help me build? And I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa slow down. Um, let's break this apart. And let's figure out what the fundamental premise is. And and let's figure out how to validate that pretty quickly. I go, do you have a piece of paper? She goes, yeah, I have a piece of paper. I'm a college student. I go, okay, great. Do you have a Sharpie? Do you have a magic marker? She goes, yes. I go, write on the piece of paper, do you want to borrow my clothes, comma, knock, exclamation point, and tape that to your dorm room door uh, this afternoon. Because we're going to find out quite immediately whether the first fundamental premise of your idea is real. Does anyone care? Now you're going to learn one or two things. No one's going to knock for two or three days. Now you've learned something very important about your idea. But let's be optimistic. Let's say people start knocking. Fantastic. You've learned something. Let's now see what happens next. You're going to see how do you have problems? Do you have problems with fit? Do you have problems with taste and style? Now, let's say people do love what you have and they begin borrowing it. Great. You're going to learn something else. You're going to learn how you feel as the product owner, how it feels when they come back stained or torn. You're going to learn how much it costs to get everything dry cleaned. You're going to begin doing this in a totally non-repeatable, non-scalable way using three by five cards and a yellow pad. And you're going to be going crazy. But you're going to learn fundamentally if your idea is a really good one or not by actually doing it. You're not using technology because listen, are we wondering whether it's possible to build an app? No, it's possible to build an app. Are you wondering whether it's possible that someone's going to trust you to give you their credit card? No, that's been proven many times before. You're wondering whether this fundamentally people are going to really want to borrow other people's clothes. And you can learn that with a piece of paper 
and a Sharpie and you're willing to hustle. So do you think VCs kind of ruined what true entrepreneurship really is? Like a lot of people now think that they could become an entrepreneur because it's a cool thing to do. They have an idea, they'll go raise $700 million and they'll come, they'll become rich like that and, and do it that way. What was, so the first question was, do, what do I, what do V do I think? Do, VCs, do you think VC like, like VCs ruined, like ruined, true, like ruin, ruin true no. entrepreneurship? No, not at all. I mean, they've been, they've hugely enabled true entrepreneurship because they've eliminated one of the big barriers is that you know, here's the important phrase. Once you found something that actually does work, they make the rest of it possible. They're willing to take those risks on bet on you and give you the resources to go after it. It is not their job to fund all kinds of bullshit. There, it's a very reasonable requirement to say, I want you to demonstrate that this thing you say is a good idea actually is a good idea. And, and listen, when, you know, when Reed and I started Netflix, the tools weren't there. If you wanted to do an e-commerce website, there was not Shopify. You had a right. You had a code in e-commerce uh, website server. If you wanted to host it, you did not have Amazon Web Services to put an instance in the cloud in 10 minutes for $29.95. You had to buy all the servers. You had to stick them in a closet. You had to cool it. You had to wire it. You wanted security. You had to write your own security. You wanted to take payments. You had to build your own portals to the bank. Now, all that stuff is out of your hands. There is no excuse for you taking an idea. I mean, now we're talking tech, of course, but it applies any place. There's no excuse for not saying the only thing, the distance between inspiration and execution is hours. You know, for Reed and I, it was six months and a million dollars. But because of that, back then, this is 23 years ago, you did have to go in with a lot of that hand waving and imagine if you will, and here's the total addressable market. And here's the experience that Reed and I have both have had building, doing this before to get them to write the checks for $2 million to say, take a shot at it. That has gone away because now it is so easy to quickly, cheaply and easily validate your idea that it's very reasonable for a VC to say, I don't want to hear the imagine if you will. I want to say, look at, I want to hear, look at what I've found out. The young woman I mentioned, you know, who was doing the peer-to-peer -peer clothing sharing, six months goes by and she's able to sit down with a, 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 a funder and say, I know what my retention rate is. I know what my lifetime values are. I know what my retention rate is. I know what my churn is. I know what my acquisition cost is. I'm doing this all going crazy, doing it all manually, but I've learned the fundamentals of the business. And so now I'm asking you to fund me taking this to the next level. There's still a lot to learn, but I know my fundamental premise is sound. Um, and uh, having this whole entirely robust VC infrastructure, especially now that there's entire firms that specialize in seed and A, um, is uh, I think a great development. It's just one more thing. It's, it's the exact same thing as Amazon has said, I can start a company without having to figure out how to have a robust scalable architecture for serving my web pages. Now the, the venture market has demonstrated if you have an idea, there's a repeatable, scalable way, way to find money.
Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.